And here we go, Ben Lawrence. Paul Goody, how's it going, uh, sir? It's going well. How are you, sir? Oh, pretty good. Good, good. Um, so I, there's lots of things to talk about. <laughs> the one thing is, uh, I, I know that we've sort of mentioned this already, but I'm, I'm just going to uh, tell people where we're at on it. The album idea that we're working on. You yes. have recorded track number one, the very first track for it. Uh, 30 had... solid minutes of me playing the junior drum kit, which was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I'm very excited wise. about it. Um, the, so you got the... it? You got the file I sent you? I Well, here's the thing. I got the band, uh, the, the garage band file. That didn't work. Yeah. So you sent a second file now? Oh yeah, I emailed you an air a uh, uh, mail drop link to for the uh, oh hmm I have yeah. yet to see that uh, but that's probably my it fault. Went to your Gmail address. It check your spam folder. It came from. I mean, I just hit the share button, so it just says I made something in GarageBand. You might like, you know. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I'll take a look and see see what happens. Uh, speaking of which, you've noticed this is big news. Uh, I am no longer on Twitter, but this is different, Ben. I actually... Start the clock! Uh, oh, it's not even start the clock. I actually <laughs> deleted my Twitter account. Full stop, tweeted my my Twitter account. Do not have one. Any Wait, I think I did this before, and then I just made a new one. This time, though, uh, start the clock. You have, like, changed your handle and yeah, deleted or, like, archived or whatever. Is this due to the recent acquisition by one uh, one billionaire mogul? This is one of those things where that was the catalyst of it, but I've been meaning to do this for some time. So it's here's the thing. Um, I almost got rid of my TikTok account at the same time because I was like... Oh, really? Yeah, and then I kept it because I was like, I do want some sort of pipeline to the people... And right now, TikTok seems to be owned by uh, an AI. <laughs> like, it doesn't have any people behind it at all. <laughs> okay. And so it's a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more workable for me. Um, the main thing is that TikTok, uh, I have to, I, I see people. I see their faces, you know, when they, when they say things and all that. Uh... Twitter was was for a long time. I, you, we've we've had our conversation about this. I believe that Twitter is, um, untrustworthy, to a very large degree. Like there, there more are, so than all the other social media networks no, out there. No, it was just simply one other one that I was on, except for Instagram, which I also got rid of. <coughs> oh, really? Yeah, so now I just, just have TikTok. Wiped everything off the uh, slate clean except for TikTok. Yep, and I may need to get rid of TikTok too. I don't know, it'll depend. Right now, um, I still feel like I can I can research the people that I interact with and learn little things about them and stuff like that, and it's all right. But yeah, Are you, um, did you did you discover that you were well, like spending way too much time on these platforms? Is that one of those? Um, well, I mean, the thing is, I, I spend way too much time on TikTok right now. Yeah. So I wasn't spending as much time on Twitter anymore or Instagram, which is why I felt okay with getting rid of them. It, it didn't really <laughs> affect me too much. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I'm thinking every once in a while, oh, maybe I should get rid of TikTok. I don't know. It's it's still I still like to be able to reach out to people who I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and say like good job on this thing or whatever. But but yeah, you can't trust that the person that you that you talk to on Twitter is the actual person. The same <laughs> way with TikTok, but TikTok Wait least, a minute. Don't they don't they have little blue check marks next to their name? That's how you can trust it's them. <laughs> If you only deal with blue check park people, maybe it would be okay. But I, I have uh, many other people that I interact with. Well, I, and that I, who I did interact with. 
that's not even, you know, you can't even trust that, especially when you're dealing with celebrities or people who have handlers and, or people and who here's do social thing. media for them. For Twitter, when you're doing Twitter, you are giving people access to a lot of data for behavioral analysis and things like that. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. I, I will say this, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. One could, one could use Twitter and especially devices that are using Twitter with location services on to determine the highest concentration of a current political belief in a city, for example. Yeah, probably. Which would be interesting if one were going to, say, try to target a specific area of a city that they wanted to do something to. I, I feel that my obligation to to add to that algorithm uh, is low. I do not want to necessarily give that system any more data yeah. from me. I don't know. It's uh, every once in a while the um, you know the call comes out to delete Facebook or you know just uh, you know or Elon Musk is buying Twitter, so cancel your Twitter account and have him just like waste that forty four billion dollars. Uh, but the thing about the thing why I never deleted Facebook in the past is because it was always how I found out about things in town regarding theater. Like I yeah. wouldn't know about because I don't read. Maybe I'd have to go back to looking at the Stranger Theater listings. But you know, you just you get invited to events or you see friends are going to events. Like oh, that play is happening. I should probably go hit up that play. And it, you know. It, it that that benefit sort of went away when the pandemic happened and people stopped doing theater, but shows are starting to spin back up again for better or for worse. Yeah, and yeah, that's how. I mean, that's that's how I find out about these things. Well, I mean, Facebook was how I got my my book deal. The the <clears throat> the agent reached out to me through Facebook and said, "I really like the stuff that you're doing. Would you be interested?" So, so there is it is definitely you know you're you're shutting down different avenues for sure. Yeah. The thing is that I've reached a part in my life. I'm not. I, I've mentioned this before. Um, two different theater uh, directors, and when I say theater directors, not not directors of theater, although they do direct theater performances, but um, the 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 chair of two different theater departments, two different chairs of two different theater departments made the statement to me when being introduced to me that they already knew too many people. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not like I know too many people, but I am I am to the point where I don't like doing things. I mean I, props I, I to them for being honest. Right. So we might as well mention, for example, uh, so Annex Games. Annex Games where I'm doing the D&D thing. Um, this next one, I believe it's, the, is it the 24th of May? First. 20, 20, 20, 21st, I think. 21st. Okay, yeah. What, whenever it is. 21st of May. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. the 28th of May is Saturday. my next in-person D&D. So the 21st yeah. of May is the last uh, Annex... Um, games that I will be DMing. Yeah. In this current run. And and uh you know the question came out Ian, Ian said, "So what do people want to do next? What do you what, how do you feel about what to have happen?" Now that and I was like, "I'm I'm not going to be involved in this anymore, not because I don't like it and not because I don't like the people, but I'm in Illinois." Yeah. Annex Games is is a Seattle thing, and they're wanting to cut down on the number of people. I would be, I would be hard pressed to think of a reason why you would want to take the, uh, the time to to do the technology thing that would have to happen. The uh, the added hassle of piping me into anywhere for that. Well, I mean, Paul, that's my job. 
And so, yeah. of course, yeah. I want you involved because you're my friend. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, especially, but but and the other thing that uh, Omar Faust brought up, and he only brought it up uh, in, and this is important, Coyote and Crow, which which is uh, a game uh, by Native folks, uh, and if I remember correctly, and I apologize to the makers of Coyote and Crow if I get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's right. Um, it's a North America that was never colonized, and uh, there is a, I believe it's a, I want to say space. It's definitely science fiction. I think it's space. Um, and the the idea is they want everyone to play it. They want everyone to buy it. They want everyone to play it. But Omar made the point, and I think it's a good point, uh, that if you're going to be doing a live stream of it, you would want to have people of color represented. You wouldn't want to have a white DM totally. do it, or GM yeah. do it. Um and, and this is the way I am with streaming versus uh, tabletop uh, role-playing at somebody's house. Tabletop role-playing at somebody's house, it's kind of like um, Pizza Night uh, to use. A, <laughs> but those of you who don't, don't know Pizza Night, it's a, it's a thing where Annex Theater would get people together and we'd try out stuff and it was just us in the room yeah. doing it. It's sort of like, sort of like Annex Improv when, when we did it, uh, yeah. which we've talked about in this before. It's us doing improv for ourselves. So that is different than if you're doing a live stream. If you're doing a live stream, then you need to, you know, think about representation and things like that. And so that's why I tacked on to the thing that Omar said. I said, not only is that true for Coyote and Crow, but it should be for anything that gets done uh, for Annex Games. Yeah, abs absolutely. If, if, you only have, if you only have six players... Right, having having those six players be <clears throat> not white people is good and correct. Um, not saying that you have to exclude all white people, but I'm saying exclude all white people. <laughs> not only not only from live streams, but also from um, I want to say uh, film and TV. I we've talked about this before, actually, uh, years ago that. If you did that for a year, right? White people have had a pretty long record of being able to do stuff. Just for a year. Just for a year, no white people in film or TV. And we're talking uh, in front of and behind the cameras. White people, take a, take a year off. It's not going to kill you. You know, and just see right. what happens. I feel like uh, it would be a, a great year for film and movies and TV. Why did I say film and movies? Is there a difference? Probably not. <laughs> maybe I'm dumb. Oh, speaking about maybe I'm dumb. Can I can I tell you what uh, the 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 fun controversy du jour is on uh, TikTok that oh, I started? What's the f oh, you started a fun controversy du jour. Yeah. Lay it it's, on us. It's one of my old things, Ben. You're already going to hear about. It. You're going to go yawn, Paul. I already know about this. Um, <laughs> somebody said, hey, TikTok, how much money would it take for you to never have to work again? Yeah. And so I answered my corollary question that I ask about this sort of thing. What assurances would you need? What things would have to exist in order for you not to ever have money again? Uh, no, no bank account. No, never carry any cash. You don't have any money for the rest of your life. What would have to happen in order for you to be comfortable about this? And in the past, I've said stuff like, you know, and you can you can be as serious as you want or as, you know, flippant as you want with it. So, for instance, um, I need to have an asteroid with a breathable atmosphere that's all me and androids that serve me hand and foot. And and they they obey my commands explicitly and they never, you know... Uh, die, uh, and they won't allow uh, anything bad to happen to me. Or I need the ability to materialize whatever I want whenever I want it, right? That's another thing. Right. But we're also talking about more realistic things. And what I ended up saying was, you know, when I was in the Air Force, when I was in basic training, I didn't have, I didn't have money. I mean, I had the concept of money. I had a bank account somewhere out there. I had... Um, 
you know, I was making wages, whatever, while I was there. Right, but when you were basic, you didn't need to buy anything. You, I didn't need to buy anything. Everything was provided for me, uh, and yeah. that sort of thing. And and you know, there are lots of things that could fit into that category, like uh, prison, for instance. Um, people people won't like prison, <coughs> but it follows that same sort of thing. Um, working for a mad scientist. Um, you know, you, you get, you get the wacky uniform, uh, and all that, but you don't need, you don't need money. You requisition things. Or being a, being a child and just living with your parents. I, and they I, pay for yes, it. I use that example. That, that fits as well. And, but it doesn't have to be that way. So that's one aspect. You know, there's the authority who requisitions things. You don't, you don't buy stuff. You get given stuff. Yeah. And you may they may say no. You might say I want a piano and they say no piano. <laughs> and somebody said that that requisitioning thing is the same as money and I and I said I don't think it is because if if I have enough money I can buy a piano. I can find someone to sell me a piano. But in this situation if I wanted a piano I might not get one. So there's that um I mentioned the subscription idea I think I think uh, we've talked about this before that yeah, yeah, you have, yeah, yeah. Um, but a guy smarter than me was like that's still kind of money though. I don't necessarily agree, but he used some fancy word of what type of money it was, and so I was <laughs> like, okay, uh, maybe I'm just bad at making these these um, suggestions, but or maybe people just need to prove how smart they are. Oh, I like this guy. So I'm, 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 I'm having to be the latter. Uh, if I didn't like him, yeah, uh, just throwing him out. Or, but, but no, the, uh, the, the. There were two people though who I don't know, so I didn't get involved in it. Who had a big argument? It might still be going on. I don't know. This happened uh, once before when I was doing something on animal communication. But um, they were arguing about, like, so I, I gave, a, I gave the, the example. If I'm working in an underground base somewhere and, and part of my job is moving boxes, right? Um, I could go to the motor pool and requisition a Jeep. Hi, I need a Jeep. And they give me a Jeep. And then I put the boxes in. And then I go to the petrol station and I buy... I, I don't... See? Ah, ah, ah. This is the thing. And I get gas. I say yes. I need to fill it. And nobody makes me pay for it. I just do it because, you know, and, and the person was like, well, that gas still cost you. Still have to buy that gas from somewhere. It still costs money, and and I don't. You think, don't have to, but somebody else does. And I don't think you do. And this is the thing, I think that there is a point. I could be totally wrong about this, and I disclaimer: I may be dumb. I think that there's a point where money enters into the equation after. The actual possession. And so I'm thinking about like a mine, right? If you have a mine and you're mining stuff, you you are getting the the diamonds out of the diamond mine mine. And those are valuable things, but they aren't money in the way that I'm thinking about money, right? And let's not even say diamonds. Let's say that there is you have you have a pumping station that gets the gas, and there's a guy that works at the pumping station. You have a a farm that makes the food, and you've got farmers that work at the farm thing. And the people who pump the gas take the gas and they put it into the gas pumps, and you requisition the gas and the gas pumps and all that. And someone said, well, that's just the barter system. But I don't think it is. I think that it's different when you have this authority that is, you know, by virtue of everybody listening to this authority, the organizer of everything. Does that make sense? Like, it like sounds. I mean, it, it, to me, it's starting to sound sort of like a not not necessarily a commune, but sort you know some sort of new structured society where everybody is bought in and everybody contributes in some way. So everybody gets the same thing as long as they you know, contribute to the society. The problem is forming the society. Right. Well, and, and the, that's why, you know, there are two different ways of doing it, basically. 
there's and and I'm using annex theater as a thing. There's the there's the authoritative way where there's a where there's a a guy who's in charge, right? Or an organization that's in charge. Someone is in charge. And they're making sure everything works. And there's a, this implied thing that if you go against the the rules, you'll get excommunicated or whatever and then you can't participate. That's one. Yeah. But then there's also what I'm terming just for right now, the velvet rut thing. And the velvet rut thing is same, but there's no organizer. There's no, everyone just does what they're supposed to do because they're doing it. And they have a respect and love for everybody else. And they just all do this thing. Yeah. Um, like the Smurfs <laughs> is another example. But uh, when I when I mentioned the the rep, you know the the gases requisitioned and everything like that, there are some people who, as long as something of value is being exchanged, and when I say being exchanged, I don't mean necessarily traded. Something of value is going from one person to another person that constitutes money, and I don't think that's true. I think that that is one way that you can look at it, but I don't think it's necessarily. Just wait. Just by the just by the the privilege of taking on something of value, you are. It's just implied that you are giving money. If if I th this is the example. If I go to this this gas station and I get to fill up my my car with yeah. the gas, then that's them paying me gas. I see. Okay. And I don't think that that's necessarily true. I don't think that if their job at the gas station is just to distribute the gas to the cars that come up and need the gas, I don't think that that's them paying the people that are driving the cars. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, that's just a, pers a, a perspective, you know, yeah. and you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to change somebody's, somebody's uh, thought that this gas represents money. Exactly, and, not and, it, to you. and that's when I stopped talking to them because yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. well, think, at this I point, think, we're not. I think deleting TikTok might be a good idea. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing is that I, you know, I I spend a lot of time doing, it. but I do like it. I I do like when people see my thing. Dan Pavelmeyer, who did Phineas and Ferb. Okay, I've heard of that. Um, liked a thing that I did, and that's enough for me to keep TikTok for right now, but. There are there are a lot of people that have problems with the way that TikTok is run, um, and the problem that they have with it is that it's marking things as violating community guidelines, right? But not telling people how it's violating community guidelines. Yeah. And when they investigate it, they find that it didn't violate community guidelines, but so, they still. I mean, is it? Do you think it's uh, some sort of bot that flags this, or are yeah. they just any user can say this violates the terms of service or community I think guidelines, it's, I think and it's just, both. they just automatically flag it without? I think what it is is that enough users. I think if enough users mention it, then it flags the bot, and I think that they also have a bot that's crawling, f trying to find yeah. things. And YouTube I think does both that those a lot. things exist. Oh yeah. yeah? Oh yeah, YouTube. Uh, you know, something will get flagged for violating the TOS, and and your whole channel can get put down if you know, even for no reason other than some troll decided to say this violates you know YouTube's terms of service, and then you as the creator, you have to prove the onus is on you to prove that it doesn't, not on the person who flags it that it does. The other reason I was thinking about maybe stepping back from it is that there are um, situations where people are losing their accounts. Like, people get a million views and then they lose their account that had a million, or a million followers, and then they lose their account because a hacker will, will take it over. Yeah. Welcome to the internet. Yeah, which is not cool. So, hmm. I feel like 
I don't know. I'm I'm torn. I'm torn between the two things. Cause because every time that I talk about it, I'm like, yeah, I should just get rid of it. But then I also enjoy watching it. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I I get frustrated by YouTube basically on a daily basis, but I still like it's one of my primary channels of entertainment. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and not. It, and you know, I because I'm watching like segments from late night talk shows. I don't have TV, so I watch like a closer look from late night with Seth Meyers. But there's also like individual creators that I enjoy that are on no other platform. Yeah, yeah, and same. And and the the other thing is that there's science and math stuff that I'm learning from it. Yeah. That I'm. I'm not necessarily uh, wanting to let go of. So it's just a question of yeah, how how much of a problem will this be? You know, when will when will I? And, and so I guess what I'm waiting for is for someone to steal my account or for them to ban me, you know, <laughs> or whatever. For an excuse, you can't fire exactly. me. You can't, I don't quit. You have to fire well, me. Well, and this and this is the idea, right? Uh, so Elon Musk buys buys Twitter. Okay, well I'm going to get rid of my Twitter account. Same thing. I'm waiting yeah. for the next thing. Um, you know, TikTok uh, supports a genocide. Okay, well then, no more TikTok. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You know, once uh, once Russia drops all their nuclear weapons, we won't even have to worry about it anyway. Oh, is that happening? I haven't been paying attention to the news as much. Every day a news story comes out. Today I saw a headline that some professor or expert in the field says that uh, Putin is uh, ready to quote, nuke the world if he can't take Ukraine. Well, we'll so see there's how that. that goes. And yeah. the European Union is like, we're not going to let you. And NATO's like, we're not going to let you either. And yeah. America's so, like, yeah, we might not want to get involved at the moment. <laughs> But if NATO gets involved, then we World get involved. That's, that's yes, exactly. In general. So yeah. that's why that's why NATO has it like pushed back harder in this evasion uh, because uh, they're looking to like the U.S. to. Yeah, that's that's my I don't know that's my understanding. No, no, Ben, I think that you're you're correct. Um, at least as far as my understanding goes, you know, we're both. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I've been watching. That dirty black bag. I have not heard of that. Uh, it is on uh, U uh, AMC, and it's okay. a western. And I've mm. determined, Ben, that I like westerns. I think westerns. You know are what? Good. This is a conversation that Cole Hornaday would and I would on uh, constantly have uh, years ago, right when you know superhero movies. I mean, superhero movies are still kind of the thing, but superhero, the superhero movie genre just dominated everything. And we yeah. were like, "What comes after superheroes?" And I always said westerns are going to make a comeback. And Cole's like, yeah. "I don't think so." And I'm like, "Westerns right. are going to be big." Well, I think you're right, Ben. Westerns. Here's the thing about them. Um, the stakes are high. You know, there, you can tell a lot of stories with the Western theme. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, very, um, it's very easy to have very high stakes. This guy killed this guy or whatever. You can, you can take any um, martial arts film and kind of overlay it onto a Western and it works. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, I think I think the Western genre is also ripe for a reboot too. Now that the whole like cowboys and Indians storyline is no longer fashionable. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I think that the um... and colonizing is not really something that's that's looked on fondly anymore. Well, I think that's El the thing is that um, it would be it would be really interesting, in my opinion, to tell a to have a western a western right but but have it be i think it it may not work but i think it would work uh have a have a western series but it's uh native people who are 
telling the story and who are driving the thing. Yeah. From you know, their point director, of view. Writer. Uh, I mean, would, exactly. Would you? Yeah. There are a couple of, they're not Westerns, but they are, there are two TV shows on now that are focused on indigenous people. Um, Rutherford Falls and Reservation Dogs. Yeah, Reservation Dogs, I've heard about. What's Rutherford Falls? Rutherford Falls, I don't know what channel it's on. I think it might also be on Hulu. Um, but it actually, it stars Ed Helms. And, and I know that they're, I mean, he's like the only, like, non-indigenous person in this show. I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen it, so I can't really talk about it. But it's, again, it's the 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 indigenous people that I follow on Twitter are super excited about this new uh, indigenous renaissance in, in quality television. Yeah, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, there's, there should be more, and hopefully there will be more. Because the, the, the big thing, you were talking about reservation dogs, is that not only on screen, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the writers' room, things like that, there there are. Yeah. It, it's different. It's different than a. It's it's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw it back to comic books, right? The <laughs> idea the idea that there needs to be more minority representation in comic books, and people would be just like, okay, now this white guy is going to write about a black superhero. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is getting black people to write comics, you know, getting them the opportunities to be the 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 main artist, the main writer, that kind of stuff. And that's what we need to do with film and TV as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, all that I ask is for a and chance to watch it. And that's why we get doxxed by uh, right-wing haters who happen Jeez. upon our channel. Yeah, I, I still caller number I, seven. You're on the air. Uh, yeah, no, 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 don't like it. Don't like it. Ah. Stephen ah. might Stephen might be watching. He just commented. So oh, what did he say? He said, "Am I caller number seven? Oh, hey, uh, yes, Stephen, <laughs> you are. Please call. You're on but, the air. Oh, he he actually did. He texted. This still work? Yeah, this still works. <laughs> But I'm not taking any oh, calls. Oh, and I was, I was talking about Stephen McCandless. You, ooh, nobody listens to this, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk <laughs> a little bit about it. Um, so this thing, this thing was happening on TikTok where uh, someone used the slur "night skin" against an African American. I and, have never heard that before, but it sounds terrible. And they, and when I say they, I mean the person that the slur was used against, and. Um, other creators on that platform took it and they they started working it into a mythology. Oh. The Nightskins. And there's yeah. one guy that I follow. Uh, his, his TikTok handle is Ebony Warrior Studios. And he spent a long time talking about the different lore, all this other stuff. Which I thought was really great. And then all of a sudden I see people start uh, doing a, a tweet about... Or not a tweet. Ugh. People start uh, showing <laughs> this thing by this other guy who I've never heard of, right? Who I don't follow. TikToking? What's the verb of posting to TikTok? Uh, TikTok. Uh, make a TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, but it's this other guy saying, Hey, uh, this is great. Look at all this stuff that we're making off of this... Hashtag, I can't, I can't wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to these publishers and let them know that we, that we have this content and it's gonna be great. And I was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? What is this? And of course, I'm not involved in any of this, right? I don't, Yeah. I'm not, so I, it is, and this is why I'm saying nobody listens to this. I'm saying this to you, Ben, this is you and me having a conversation. None of my business None of my business, but it reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about. And that's the idea that when a community of people, in this case, um, you know, the, the sort of uh, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, black TikTok group, okay. work together to make something cool. Right. And again, this Avenue Warrior Studios guy is um, self-avowed communist, uh, 
you know, not not interested in the commercial side of this as much as he is about the art that right. the, the company's making. When somebody else comes in who isn't this guy and says, you know, this is great, we can take this to publishers and we can do this, makes me uh, reminded of certain times when communities are doing stuff and then somebody who's not involved in the community at all uh, says, I'm here too and let's let i'm i am now part of they just like name themselves include part of the movement me and you know start start acting as a leader it's a little bit of a worrisome thing and after i i made a little post about that and after i did it i immediately jumped on and said this is not the same thing <laughs> as a managing director a managing director <laughs> is part of the engine that is actually driving this movement in the first place. Ah, I see. What because you're I, yeah. because someone caring about whether or not the lights are on and you have a space to do your work and you have money for sets and stuff like that is not the same as somebody waltzing in after all the work is done and going, hey, I think uh, we can hmm. sell this to, to someone. Uh, let's do this. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's not a a managing director is not hijacking a movement. The managing director is part of the movement in the first place. And I, that's why I thought of Steven uh, when I was like, you know, because some people, bad people, don't get that. Um, oh, here's just this guy who's bumming me out saying that we can't rent this theater. Yeah, you can't. You it's, don't have the money. It, I mean, in this th instance. There's a huge difference. In in Annex's instance specifically, the managing director, at least in Steven's case, is uh, part of the movement, but also divorced from the art itself. Uh, but on, on principle, almost. Sort of like how yeah. uh, journalists no, wouldn't it's, vote it's, sometimes. It's very, it's it's very uh, deliberate how uh, Steven does not interfere with the creation exactly. of the art. Which is exactly different than somebody coming in, ignoring the people who've done the work that goes before and said, hey, I made this. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I made this. Anyway, so that's, that's what I'm kind of worried about um, <clears throat> with, that, with that thing. Oh, although there was, a, there was a thing that you just said that I wanted to... to what was it? Let's go to the tape. Uh, let's see. Steven, Steven is not, not part of the artistic... This, but but by design oh yes journalists journalists at one point in time did not participate in elections and it was thought to be great that they didn't uh, do it because didn't participate in what way didn't vote didn't vote this whole this whole idea of of if you don't vote you're a very bad person is a <laughs> more recent development at one point in time, yeah. journalists not voting was seen to be a sign of Smart journalistic impartiality. Integrity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If someone from that time were to see like how we draw political lines in our journalism today, uh, they would be shocked. Shocked, I oh, say, I ben. think anybody from 30, 40 years ago is uh, looking, or longer than that, you know, uh, uh, 50, 60 years ago, looking at our, our political system today, they'd probably get really bummed out. Yeah, yeah, probably so, and uh, rightfully so. <laughs> Especially a... if you get some Dixiecrats going. Democrats stand for what now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, oh, hey, speaking of, um, do we talk about the um, the the different court cases that were in the news over the last couple of weeks? Uh, the only one that I know about uh, involves two big movie stars going through a divorce. Yes, there's that. Um, there was there was the um, the senator who was perhaps going. To, it was going to be recommended that the senator not be allowed to run. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Did we talk about that yeah. one? Uh, we might have. She's not a senator. She's a congresswoman. Oh, did I say senator? Maybe <laughs> that was a dodge. Maybe I don't know how politics work. Probably the latter. Again, I, that, I, I, 
like the trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, I oh, you know said their names. that I know that it's happening, but I have not been paying attention, so I don't know any details. Same thing with the Marjorie Taylor Greene hearing. I, the, I knew okay, that it so, happened, but I was not paying attention. So the thing with the latter, I watched a bunch of it, and it was it was amazing, Ben. I did uh, hear that she, uh, she's already been accused of lying, which of course. Ask me, ask me any question about anything, just for fun. Did you call your mother on Mother's Day? I I can't recall whether or not I called my mother on Mother's Day. And then I'll be. Um, we have here a phone recording. <laughs> Of you, or no, we have here a record that you called your mother on Mother's Day. Well, that's what yeah. that record says. I don't know if that record is accurate. Uh, I would like to play the recording of you calling your mother on Mother's Day. Well, I don't know how that recording was obtained, uh, and therefore I don't... This is actually a, a video that you recorded and put on your own website that says, <laughs> Me calling mom on Mother's Day. Well, I don't actually... Uh, I don't actually put everything that I put on the website myself. Other people might have done that. And I, that's and I actually, can't say... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's actually one of the things I was thinking of when I was... Uh, earlier when we were talking about if somebody's blue check marked on Twitter, you don't actually know if it's them posting. Exactly. Because of, uh, she said she, you know, uh, when asked specifically, but like, did you call for Nancy Pelosi's execution or something? obscene like that no she's no, like no. well was, i don't recall it, if i did somebody else might have done it it was did you um did you there was a, there was a video uh, that was brought in as evidence and they said that they can't prove that 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 was her video and then the prosecution uh showed that it was live on her website this video yeah. And she said, "Well, I don't, I don't post the things to my website, so I don't know whether or not." Yeah, it was, it was not great. Here's the thing: I'd, I'd said this before. Um, if I were the prosecutor in that case, here's what I would say: the first words out of my mouth, as soon as she sits down, as soon as she's on there, uh, Madam Congresswoman, do you believe that this court has any authority over you? That would be the first question I would ask. Yeah. And then from then on, smooth sailing. <laughs> I think. I, I could be wrong. Uh, what do you think her answer would be? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it would be interesting. I, I would I Ben, I would be a fool if I were to say that I would be able to predict what the answer to that question would be, but I think I am uh, correct in saying that it would be interesting and something that could then be built off of. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Steven's been texting the show number uh, three three two one zero lung lag. Uh, wait, two one yeah two one zero lung lag. B one zero lung lag. B yeah B one zero lung lag. Um, he says, OMG, when you look at the screen and appear disappointed, I imagine you're reading my texts. No, that's not <laughs> it, Stephen. Uh, he says. Why is Paul pointing at me when he says bad people? Pointing at you? <laughs> Watch you yourself, counselor. Do you point that finger at me, sir? I do not point my finger at you, sir, but I point my finger. And then he says, yes, uh, the uh, um, being being divorced from the art that Annex makes as a managing projector is very much a deliberate move. And of course, Stephen, I've heard you speak at length about this. Which so. is very good, and I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I um, mean, that's also like we're you know we're trying to sp spin up a bunch of streaming things uh, today, but or today these days, uh, and also I'm like you know I'm I, I, I'm not the person who whose art people wants to see right now. Where's that music coming from, by the way? Oh, it's it's May Day outside, haven't you heard? So there's a there's, oh. there's probably there's probably a demonstration oh. going up uh, Pike Street as we speak. In fact, I bet you that's so exactly Betty and I is. have a game, and it goes like this: um, we both have this earworm now of a minion singing banana. 
to the song of Havana. And I think okay. that that band was just playing it, which means that I lost this game. <laughs> you lose the game whenever you hear the song Havana or whenever you see a minion, basically. I, I, uh, I don't know that song, but um, oh, if I heard minions, it, I might recognize it. By the way, uh, very much one of the movies that made more on merchandising than on ticket sales. <laughs> According to Hollywood math. Uh, or Hollywood accounting, that's what it's called. Um, Star Wars, of course. Being yeah. one of them as well. Well, so, I mean, yeah, Star Wars. George George Lucas was pretty, like, pretty clever and also really self-assured that, that his movie would be popular. And it and turns it out true. he was right. Yeah. Yeah, good job. On you, George Lucas, a billionaire now, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, yeah, immediately, if not from the sales of toys and movies, from the uh, sale to Disney. That's right. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> Speaking of Disney, are you keeping up with that story? Um, Where, uh, oh, Disney are World we talking about... Yeah, in Florida, yeah, yeah. Disney World has a special like legislative district all to their own, and uh, Ron DeSantis because because Disney has taken a um, a stance against the "Don't Say Gay" bill in Florida. Yeah, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis wants to get rid of the of their special legislative district, which means if they do that, the Florida taxpayers are on the hook for over a billion dollars. So yeah, Disney's like fork over a billion dollars or STFU. Yeah, the and the reason is because of the wording on that. Um, Florida has to pay off their debt before they can subsume it. I think basically. I think uh, Orchestar Zirconium is right outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so very exciting, very exciting stuff happening there. Um, let's see. So. Uh, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case, it's one of those situations where um, I've seen clips on YouTube more than I've actually watched the things, but there are, there are definitely um, things that hit on my special interests about trials in general. Because I yeah. love watching things about deception. I love people lying to other people, trying to weasel out of saying things, you know, that kind of stuff. And this, the celebrity um, trials are very interesting in that regard. Did you not in fact say this? No, I didn't. Um, there, was, there was one time, I think it was Amber Heard's lawyer, um, asked a question and then when the question was answered, objected that it was hearsay, but they were the ones that. that asked that person. Yeah, so that was yeah, that was really interesting. It's, I don't know what to think about this because there has been this whole movement of the last like four years to trust women, right? The whole Me Too movement, uh -huh. I kicked that off. And it just seems that um, everybody is, is not doing that this time and painting everybody's that i've been saying and granted you know i i lurk on the uh on reddit more than i probably should which is the yeah you know the the mos eisley of internet locations yeah um but it, it which is you know, probably populated primarily or at least a majority of like white dudes um but everybody is just like jumping on the bandwagon that johnny depp is the victim here it's well, probably a situation where they were both terrible people. I was going to say this is this is part of the problem is that um, when you say, <laughs> you know, believe women, right? Yeah. Is there anything that because this is what I'm not sure about? Is there anything that Amber Heard has said? that people say that she's just making up or is it yeah, like, or is it know. that or is it that yes she yes Johnny Depp did these things 
but she also did these. You know, I, that's the thing that I'm not, and this is why that's, I'm not watching the trial specifically because yeah, I think that that's what it is. Is that it's basically, it seems to be, that they're both sort of taking each other down at the same time, like. Yeah. Like there are things that they are that they're admitting to on the so so you know addiction, violent behavior, things like that. I think that Johnny Depp's legal team is not denying that those things happened. I think that they're just saying that you know she He was bad, but she was worse. Basically, that's what it seems to like to me. But hey, I'm no expert, and don't don't bring don't me know. into the, the the whole the whole top the whole tenor of the conversation. The uh, and granted, again, I'm not following the trial. I've not. I think I watched one small clip where Depp was just like being sarcastic as he was answering answering questions from yeah uh, her lawyer. But anyway, the top the tenor of the conversation uh, on and all the comments is that. He's getting unfairly dragged through the mud and his career is over because of lies that she has said. And that's, and it's just an unusual break from the typical uh, conversation that happens around these kinds of, these kinds of stories. Well, one of the things is, of course, that this trial is a trial against her about things that he said. So that's one of the reasons why a trial against her about things that that she said about him. It's a, I don't know what you call it. Is it a slander trial? Is it a, I don't remember exactly the term. Uh, I yeah. wish that we had um, J. Jonah Jabinson here to tell us exactly. <laughs> uh, when it's printed, it's liable. When it's spoken, it's slander, I believe. It's, uh, yeah, one of those. I, I shouldn't know that difference. But the basic thing uh, <clears throat> that the way that it, that it plays out is that because this is a trial of her saying things that are wrong about him, her saying things about him that didn't happen, her hurting his good name, yeah. because that's what it is a trial about, you have people, when discussing this, saying that she's doing it even if she hasn't done it. Does that make sense? Like, the, yeah, the, concept, the concept of her doing that... Whether or not she did it is in the forefront of people's heads, because that's what the trial is. Stephen, I guess, is watching. Stephen, oh. I guess, is watching, and he's he's filling in a little bit more detail. He says, "Yeah, and she was called out for lying about using makeup to cover bruises." The makeup company released PR saying the cosmetic in question wasn't even on the market at the time. So she's saying that she used makeup to cover bruises because of some domestic violence assault and the makeup company was like, yeah, that's not true because, you know, maybe she got her makeup wrong, but the makeup she said she was using wasn't sold. So, okay. Again. So, so she, she, and I, and I apologize that I mean, I'm actually, Stephen can hear me. So Stephen can answer this. So she, in her testimony called out a, in her testimony, she called out a specific brand of makeup and a specific item that that makeup company sold like, I don't know Stephen can say okay. fill in the detail but I don't know if it was part of her testimony or if it was something that she just said because uh, here's what I here's what I'm thinking I'm, <laughs> I'm imagining Matlock or whatever where Matlock yeah. says um, you know this um, you know was this what the suspect was carrying uh, yes well, I just actually got this down at the courthouse commissary, and it, you know, yeah. this this the thing I'm concerned about is, um, you know, was was the brand of makeup and the actual product itself being used in the court as a prop by the lawyer, and then the makeup company saw it and said, "Hey, that prop." wasn't on the market or did she in her deposition say this is the exact brand that I was using her Johnny deposition oh Jesus Christ Ben that was that was all you right that was all me 
Uh, he says it was very code. Matlock. She did identify a specific brand and type, but OMG, he's not actively watching. He's just bleeding through his 24-7 SpaceX Tesla feed. Ah, uh, yes. So, so yeah, I don't know. At any rate, uh, enough about that. Who wants to care about that stuff? Well, Who cares about the as, trials and as, tribulations of movie stars? Everybody, apparently. Previously established, we are simply adding content to this, uh, the simulation of my life that is being drawn from this podcast actually contains this thing that's happening, uh, which is exciting. And speaking about being exciting, we have five minutes left, Ben, for this episode of the Goody Lawrence podcast. We do have five minutes left. How do you want to fill these five minutes? You know what we haven't done in a while? We actually haven't gone back and revisited this uh yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, let's what part of so the he, premise of this podcast. Go ahead, I'm I'm pulling it up. But I was I was gonna oh. say the um the the I'm gonna give you the test I give you at every time we do this, and that is do you remember the last thing we talked about? Uh no I do not. I absolutely <laughs> do not. Um so for those of you who don't know, the premise of this podcast, at least a little bit, is that Ben and I uh reminisce about our um, our our uh, performance art performances that we did. Yeah. And the fun thing is that if we loop, if we get through all of them, we will then start reminiscing <laughs> about the episodes of the podcast that we, we got a ways to go for that though. And, and at yeah. the rate we're going, it'll it'll be like forty years before we get to the podcast. Out of the what now, Ben? <laughs> uh so. Did we talk about? Uh, did we talk about naked dead guy already? Yes, we did talk about naked dead guy. I know All that right. For so sure. what's a, what's after that is skates or blades? Did we talk about skates or blades? I believe we talked about skates or blades as well. Um, All right. If I'm Let's... not mis not mistaken, uh, it was we were arguing about which is better, roller skates or roller blades, and then people threw uh, kickballs at us. Yeah, something to that like effect. That. Yeah. Yeah. Back when they sold kickballs at the QFC <coughs> down the street. Um, yeah. After that is let's throw a fish at Joseph. Did we oh, talk we about did that? talk about that. Yeah, we did. We did. We talked okay. about that. Um, okay, so here's here's a here's an interesting question. Do you want to talk about perf our performances only, or do you want to talk about performances where we were a part of it? Because the oh, next thing after yeah yeah the next, the next thing after one. that was actually a. Um, a, a John Osbold creation that we had a small part in called The Ballad of Newt. Oh, I don't remember this, so let's talk about it. I don't remember it either. All I have as the description is Paul and Ben have a small part in another Spin the Bottle performance. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> and it, well, you know, we have like a minute left, so yeah, John Osbold uh, of Awesome asked us to be, I think we were, I think we were dancing or something? I don't honestly remember. Well, we have actually two minutes, so during this two minutes, I will say to you, Ben, uh, can you reach out to John Oswald and see if he remembers it and what... Uh... Oh, and I'll I'm going to go I'll write a note to myself. I'm going on record here on the podcast that I now know that Kirk Anderson is the drummer <laughs> of Awesome. If I didn't mention that already, I think I did the last podcast. But yeah, just in I case, too. Awesome is a good band. They For are, sure. one might say, awesome. Hey, All right, I'll in, write a note They to put it in quotes Ask in their um, thing. And and so, yeah, yeah, I will look and see if I find that link that you sent me. And if not, we'll, we'll have to work it out. Yeah, it's, it's at your email address, but if not, I'll, I'll resend it. I was having a lot of issues exporting or, or sharing the GarageBand file because at first it, it wouldn't work, I think, because it was too large. But oh. then I, it, it was like a hundred some megabytes, but I couldn't even share it to like my Google Drive. Uh, it would, oh, I tried texting it to you at first and it kept failing. Yeah. Uh, and then it said that the, it couldn't, it wouldn't work because of the way I named the file. It was either too long or had too many special characters. I had put dots in it. I put periods in the file oh. name. And I'm like, nah, maybe that's the problem. So whatever. And, uh, and also it, remember, uh, remember when I tried to put it, I tried to put the thing into band, uh, to GarageBand, it wouldn't work. It said that the file was corrupted or whatever. So yeah. we were going to have you export it as a wave file. Is that what you ended up doing? It or actually, what did it, I, I, I shared. So inside, 
inside GarageBand, when you hit the share button, it can be like share the project, share the song, or like share like a mix down. So I shared the mix down, but it exported as a .m4a, I think. Okay. All right. And we'll, we'll and if see you can't, what happens. Just like, yeah, if you can't load that into your own GarageBand project, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. All right. Thanks, Ben. And, and right, that's Paul. time. Uh, All right, I want and, you to keep that... it wrong between now and, and the next time we talk. We talk. Keep it wrong, Paul. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Or see you, Ben. This week. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Bye.